Gather round. This is the Ticket Water Cooler. Brought to you by Wingstop. This is what the greatest thing about sports is. You play to win the game. Coming at you live in the heart of Lincoln, America. I say, hold up. Wait a minute. Something ain't right. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Here are your hosts, Jake Bakovin and Enrique Alvarez Cleary. This is the Ticket Water Cooler here on 93.7 The Ticket. We're be happy to be ple- be with you here from 12 to 1, your lunch hour every weekday from Monday through Friday. Of course, today is the 13th and uh, my sister's birthday. So shout out to my sister. Happy birthday to her. Also, uh, you told me another birthday today. It is Logan Smothers' birthday. Hey, there you go. Happy birthday to my quarterback, Logan Smothers. There you go. I believe it's Paul Pierce's birthday. There's a lot of birthdays going around. Um, if if Nebraska ha- – let's see Casey Thompson goes down uh, for a play or two. Uh, um, uh, Logan, Logan is Smothers. your guy. You want Logan, Logan over? Logan Smothers, yes. Yeah. Yes, Logan Smothers. Mm, interesting. Might they run a different offense or you think it would be the same offense? He could run the same offense. He could throw. But the only, <laughs> the only difference is he's more mobile. Oh, he'll look to run. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You run some RPOs, maybe some option plays. Yeah, give me Logan Smothers, yeah, especially we'll behind see. that that offensive line. Give me Logan Smothers. What about uh, what about a uh, a design package for Logan? I would like I would like that. I uh, no, I mean not necessarily. No, not really. I mean, if your offense is <laughs> if your offense is working, just keep running with it. Well, but, their offense I mean, if you're, isn't necessarily. Yeah, working. you're right. The last last two games. Well, no, Indiana was okay. Just the last game. It was okay. The last game was bad, but it's one game. Yeah, yeah you're right. It's really just one half. Yeah, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens <laughs> against Purdue. If the offense is still struggling, then maybe you and me guys switch some stuff up. Yeah, I was doing it again. Uh, it's it's just amazing to look through the Big Ten uh, rush defense numbers because Nebraska's dead last, as we know, because uh, of the start of the season. But there's like eight teams that don't allow – and I'd have to go back and look at exactly. There's like eight teams that don't allow 100 yards rushing at this point in the season. That's ridiculous. Yeah, it's not great. <laughs> the Big Ten is the land of defense. Now, is it? And people keep asking this. Is this because the defenses are good or because the offenses are bad? Well, the offenses in the Big Ten want to run the ball. They, I mean, they can't really yeah. pass the ball, so you can load up against the run. So it could be a mix of both, or it could just, you know, one one could be true, or it could be a mix of good defenses and bad offenses. So. Well, and it, to me, it, it's just it's at some point you have, have to accept the landscape. You have to accept what's around you. And this is what we are talking about the other day is – I think you've got. I I, I think if you're going to win in Nebraska, you've got to look as the other teams do. Um, I understand the idea of trying to go outside the box, and Purdue has had success at times. Nebraska here and there, um, but you you it's it's like they they just have this the the idea of you know rising above that, having better recruiting, whatever, and then they're getting beat up. Nebraska the last couple of years. Part of the reason they haven't been good is because of their front lines. Mm-hmm. And uh, just as opposed to the Big Ten West. So you can call them slow and prodding and not have magical quarterbacks, all that. But you've got first you've got to get past the step of having your strength and condition, your team at that level. Then mm-hmm. then throw in all the extra flair and in, in recruiting uh, yeah. you know, Florida and California athletes or whatever of skill positions. Yeah, but. you gotta you gotta get used to the physicality of it. You don't necessarily have to fall in line and be a slow, prodding, run the ball type of offense. But the one thing that you need to do is have a defense that can stop a slow broading physical run the ball kind of offense and in order to do that you're going to have to have some type of of strong defense uh um but on top of uh, outside of the defense your offense is going to have to offer some type of resistance in practices that 
sort of mirrors, or at least your practice squad sort of mirrors what other Big Ten teams are going to run. If you've got, you know, small, not small because no offensive offensive linemen aren't really that small, but if you've got quicker offensive linemen that you've got for, for uh, a passing game or for outside running, if you try to mirror, you know, a, I don't know, a Minnesota, for example, right now, or an Illinois, for example, right now, who are going to pound it in the middle, it's it's going to look different for your defense, and they're going to think they're having success until they go up against you know three three hundred plus pound center and and guards who are just shoving them back and like well this wasn't happening in practice well yeah because you were going up against you know two hundred and eighty pound guards who are used to pulling and getting out in open space and blocking corners and linebackers as opposed to somebody who's used to you know putting their head down and getting their hands into your chest and shoving you out of the way oh and I kind of had that too if you kind of listening to the reports coming out of practice was. Hey, the, they're having a strong running game. Uh, this offense is starting to get going against. And we knew the defensive line was already thin. Mm-hmm. Um, Ty Robinson was wore out, all that. But, you know, we didn't know uh, to what degree it was as bad as it was for the defense early on in the season. Now, again, they're, they're recovering. They've been really good shutting opponents out mm-hmm. in the last uh, second halves of the past two games. And the running game actually was pretty good. <laughs> Is pretty yeah, good. Solid. What run, <laughs> one running back is actually really good. I mean, you lost your your second string, your true freshman, uh, to an injury, but your your starting running back is actually really good. And and him having success against that defense was in part because the defense was so bad at at run defense, but also the fact that he is an extremely talented running back. Yeah, and, and it'll be very key to see if they can open up some holes. Again, Purdue, one of those teams, doesn't allow 100 yards rushing per game, hasn't allowed a 100-yard rusher. Um, and Rutgers is is a team that's pretty tough up front, and we saw that. Is that going to be is, – is, is Nebraska – because we saw Nebraska's offensive line particularly overwhelmed, especially in, in the pass rush category against Oklahoma. They they can't – I mean, I can't, I can't say they can't um, – it's it possibly could happen. Like I didn't think there was too many lines that would overwhelm them. Yes, they were going to be a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, you were going to have to overcome it. But as far as being overwhelmed, I didn't think that that would be the case. But if you look at some of these Big Ten West teams, uh, man, it's difficult. At the same time, we do this every year with Wisconsin. Every year, Wisconsin's got like a top five defense. Um, they don't. They allow like sixty yards rushing or whatever. And then Nebraska plays, and you're like, I didn't. I didn't see it. I don't really understand <laughs> what was what was the problem was. I don't there. know what happened. So, <laughs> it, but and then Wisconsin wins. <laughs> so it's just a, it's a weird uh, weird. Uh, Try to try to, to nail all that down and try to figure it out where it is lines up exactly because you're right. Part of it is the offenses that they're playing, um, and and whether that be in the Big Ten or some of the out of conference Midwest teams that have mm-hmm. to do you know similar things to try to compete in the MAC or whatever else they're playing in. Um, you know, part of it is that, but but to be sure, I don't care who you're playing against if you don't allow a hundred yard rusher through half a season. You've done something right. I don't you're care doing, who you're playing. You're doing pretty well. You're yeah. doing pretty well for yourself. That's a that's a solid run defense, regardless of who you're facing, because everybody I mean, even even air raid teams want to run the ball with some small amount of success just because, you know, they want to keep the pressure on you. You believe they're going to pass the ball. I mean, Georgia Southern, their air raid offense. They they wanted to pass the ball. They ran the ball with a lot of success against Nebraska. And again, that was a different defense that was allowing a million yards rushing a game. <laughs> but uh, even then, you know, they, they were airing it out with success. They were running it with success. So even a team that has a, a certain style of offense that they want to run 
they realize, look, if we want to have any type of success, we've still got to have some sort of cohesion in our offense between running and passing the ball. And Purdue over the years has been the one team in the Big Ten that would completely abandon the run. Oh, right? yeah. And, and, and not really think too much about it. Um, this year, I'm interested to see, you know, if Nebraska can step up and play the strong defense that they've been playing um, and, and limit these guys down. I think Devin Mockaby, uh, or a freshman walk-on for this Purdue team, is probably going to be the, the primary running back that's going to be back there. And he's a big kid. We've talked about this, too. Purdue's got, um, you know, he looks kind of like a fullback back there. Um, only and, got big bodies. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he was limited last week, and Purdue was still able to win, but they, you know, they, they, he wasn't as much a part of it. Two weeks ago, um, he was uh, he had 100 yards rushing. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, it can, it can kind of bounce back and forth there, but uh, it, it, it's weird. It's like you can't – if you game plan against Purdue to try to take away the pass – like good luck, <laughs> but you could game plan to take away the run. Yeah, even though it's not their strength, completely eliminate it because they will they'll play along. I mean, they'll go away from it. When they do run the ball, they run the ball. Well, when they when they have success running the ball, it's very um, a limited amount of runs for a lot of success. They've only had two 100 yard rushes this season. Uh, Dylan Downing had 113 against FAU on 15 carries. And uh, like you just said, Devin Mockaby had 112 on 11 carries against Minnesota. So those are their only 200-yard rushing games, and it took them less than 20 attempts. Yeah, they're not. It's not as a result of going to them more often. No, it's just big plays here and there, and you know, mostly relying on the pass and then throwing a wrench in there and 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 handing the ball off to the running back when you've only got four people in the box because you're expecting them to sling it all over the field. So Purdue's they're they're going to run the ball. I don't know if Nebraska if they're going to focus more on the pass and just kind of rely on on their defensive line and maybe a single linebacker to stop the run and and try to focus more on stopping the pass or or what exactly they're going to go with. But with the level of defense they've been playing in the last two games, you faced a team that likes to pass and doesn't like to run that much in Indiana. You faced a team that. Likes to run and doesn't really like to pass, mostly because they have three separate quarterbacks trying to sling the rock (laughs) in Rutgers. So maybe those two games have set you up well for facing, again, like I said earlier in the week, a a team in Purdue that is decent at just about every phase of the game. They're not they're not bad. They're not great. They're they're a solid team all the way around. Yeah, and, and O'Connell's going to kind of throw the ball around the yard. Um, but you're right. I mean, it's not like they're, they're kind of like Indiana. It's you know, And it's it, they're better. They're a better passing mm-hmm. team. I think you know, O'Connell's a bit more of a threat there. Um, but and even in the past games against Nebraska, I don't know if he's had a 300-yard game. I think he's won all of them. Um, but I don't think he's had like yeah, a if he massive. Wins, if he wins this, he's like 4-0 against Nebraska yeah. in his career. Which is also interesting. I'd like to go down a, 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 you know the, the list of quarterbacks that have been able to do something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously he, he, he's a married man. He's been around for quite some time. <laughs> Just a smidge. He gets to, uh, he gets the benefit of playing in this era and getting an extra season. But, um, it, that's kind of interesting. Also a reminder too, Milton Wright was actually supposed to be a pretty big time receiver for them. Um, last year he was, uh, pretty solid, obviously overshadowed a little bit by their leading receiver who ended up being, I think a second round pick or, you know, one, one of the, one of the top, uh, I think he was, he was one of the top 10 receivers David taken. Bell yeah. yeah he was just one of the top uh, receivers in the nation um, but there was some question marks about who was going to fill those shoes obviously they went out and got Charlie Jones he has been the answer 50 receptions 603 yards seven touchdowns who would have thought runner. Charlie Jones coming out of Iowa yeah barely had 25 receptions in his career at Iowa 
just blowing up at Purdue. Well, and you could see, I mean, you could, he flashed at Iowa, and it was like, well, I'm never much. going to get more than, like, 18 targets <laughs> yeah, yeah. here. Yeah, I got to make them count. <laughs> yeah, so he went from literally the Big Ten's uh, least pass, like, threat to the, to the, one of the, the ones that's yeah, just going to, that, that's yeah. the program that it relies on it. So, very smart move by him. I think he's pretty much, at this point, Iowa's Wandale Robinson, if Wandale Robinson transferred in your same conference. Yeah, but I think Wandale had more success or or more of an impact at Nebraska than Charlie had at, at Iowa. Maybe, but Charlie was like an all-Big Ten kick returner at Iowa. That is true. But they didn't misuse him. They just didn't use him. <laughs> they just didn't throw to him very much. It wasn't misuse. It was lack of use. <laughs> well, they're still looking for that. It's not that... like they put him at tight end or something. Yeah. They were using him as wide receiver. Just They ran the ball all the time, and their quarterback <laughs> couldn't get the ball to him. My At least Wondell got the ball. <laughs> <laughs> if I, I think years from now, when we describe the Scott Frost era to people, you know, that's obviously going to be it's going to be stories. weird. It's going to be You're really talk weird. about McCaffrey's and <laughs> Wondell. Yeah, you know, uh, uh, at one point, you know, there was a, a, a McCaffrey. You know that 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 really good running, but Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, we had his brother, yeah. uh, that Hall of Fame quarterback. Yeah, we had his son. Played him out of position. Uh, like, <laughs> gonna be re- it's going to be really weird. Yeah, very strange. And Adrian's not helping it this year because that's going to be the t- you know wrapping up the story too. Is Adrian went and just had success? Yeah. Remember that guy that, that had a, that was like fantastic that one year at Kansas State? Yeah, he was our quarterback for four years. <laughs> well, how did he do? I. Didn't win much. <laughs> no, didn't have any. Didn't have a big win. Man, what a frustrating era. And I, I was kind of thinking back to that too. It's a I, weird four years. Oh yeah, I was thinking back to it even during the zero and six start because the Purdue game kind of pops mm-hmm. up in that one. I can't remember if that's the one or is the next year. That was a winnable game. That it, that was a winnable game. A winnable game. And Aiden O'Connell. Well, I mean, part of like finding a new way to lose. Aiden O'Connell was right in that because was he, he the backup? He was a backup. He's like he came in late. He's a walk-on quarterback, and he led the game-winning drive. And Nebraska yep. couldn't get one. And it was like, okay, well, there's another way to lose to a walk-on backup quarterback. Turns out Aiden O'Connell's pretty good. But if I ask, I'm gonna ask the text line and the and the stream, the Starter Heyman Jewelers live video stream, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter, and the Honda Lincoln Hotline, the Starter Heyman text line four zero two four six four five six eight five. Of the last four years, the Scott the Scott Frost regime here at era at Nebraska, what is the what is like the weirdest storyline to come out of these last four years? Like what what do you what are you gonna look back on in I don't know like ten years and just like that that really happened? Yeah. Like we were all sitting here and that happened and for some reason we were like eh, it's fine. Meh. <laughs> <laughs> I think Joe Burrow is probably going to be the you one think that, that he's, he's the most. That's a, that's got staying it's gonna, power. It's going to one hundred percent. It's all going to be revisionist history, but that one's got. Yeah, you think he's better than what we got? That and he, that's going to be. And Joe Burrow might still be in the league in fifteen years, and we'll be like, man, we still. I can't believe we missed on him. Yeah, twice. That's going to be a weird one, and we <laughs> and we all looked at it and we were like, yeah, no, he's no. Frost is right. I don't know. That's 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 how we. It's it's kind of funny because I remember reporting on that and it was like people wanted Joe Burrow, but at the same time, again, Adrian's coming off of no that one freshman was, year. No one was too upset about it no. when he left, but it it went from like 
the the week leading up to Joe Burrow's announcement or whatever was kind of like, hey, this would be a good addition, you know, get the, the get the quarterback room stacked. Mm-hmm. And then once it happened, it was then everybody turned. Once it, Nebraska didn't get him, then everybody turned and like, yeah, we don't need him, absolutely not. <laughs> like, but I would I was still there. Like, hey, I wouldn't give a fr- I don't care who he is. I wouldn't give one man your program. Put all your your you know, there's a guy from Ohio State. How often do you get a chance to get Ohio State quarterback? They got Nebraska, Ohio State corner. Well, they did. <laughs> Uh, Gus Mohawk says, didn't Les Miles' nephew play here, too? Was that before Scott, or was that, that... Was, I think that was a Riley guy. Yeah, I think that was a Riley guy. I think he transferred after Riley got fired. Well, I, I think Nebraska's at least... Transferred to LSU. Win. Between Riley and Frost, is you've got to know... You, you know, knowing people in football circles are fine, but Keyson Johnson Jr. and Les Miles and McCaffrey's and all these other guys, like... <laughs> it's not going to put you over the top. You can't just recruit everybody's sons. Why not? It works. <laughs> Everybody that's ever had success playing football, their son must be as good as them. Well, that's I think that's been part of the approach. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it does not. Would Mike Riley even be hired without the Calabrasco movement? Do you think that he went into the... The, uh, the meeting with process? Sean Kine- yeah, I, I will get everyone from California. Talking about Keyshawn Johnson Jr. and his... Uh, mm. That one should have worked. <laughs> that one make that one makes me sad. That one shouldn't have worked. That one should have worked. I remember going to the first. He practice. was a four star, wasn't he? Yeah, but he wasn't a real four star. Like, I went what to do the, you mean? Well, I mean, he had like numbers. Like Cade Warner put up numbers in in high school. That doesn't mean that you're ready to be a D one athlete. That at one this should have worked too. That one should. That's another guy's son. But no. Like, Are you trying to say that Arch Manning isn't going to work <laughs> <laughs> at Texas? No, like, and it's it's funny too because most people. Like even I, I won't say most, but there are a lot of like notable athletes that are def you don't even know are related to other athletes. So yeah, like true. it definitely is part of it. It just seems like Nebraska's been re- relying on certain families a little bit more than they need to be. McCaffrey's, Warner Johnsons, the Johnsons. Warners. <laughs> but uh, unfortunately, the wrong Johnsons. Yeah. The wrong McCaffrey. <laughs> <laughs> well, you weren't getting the right McCaffrey. That one was long gone. Yeah, that one was gone. <laughs> Either way, that's uh, that's uh, that's uh, I, I, it is interesting question. So you guys can uh, can answer that too on the text line four zero two four six four five six eight five. Starter him in text line. What do you think you'll remember most about the Scott Frost era? We'll continue to look at Purdue. Some interesting storylines in the Big Ten as well. And I'm gonna have Rico do this fun exercise. Best Big Ten West winning quarterback. You say fun. I'm, I have fun. I don't think it. this is going to be fun. <laughs> we'll do that coming up next year on the Ticket Water Cooler, 93.7 The Ticket.